For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Jaybird watching fans. We are the official podcast of Jay's Journal. It's the duo tonight instead of the normal trio of either Adam Corsera, Chris Key. Chris Key having some technical difficulties, so we figured we'd get started uh, before too long. So if he hops on, he hops on. If he does not, it'll just be us two for this evening for the first time since what? Canada Day, I think we did a, uh, a show with just you and I, Craig. <laughs> I think it was something like that. I don't remember different. which, but either way, you know, you and I always play well together, too. So it's as fine yeah. as what it is, right? <laughs> exactly. It is different, though. Like, I remember I didn't have my camera on on that because I was up north and Wi-Fi wasn't the greatest. Adam, a couple minutes before we were supposed to start, said he could he uh, had something come up last minute, so he's unavailable. So I'm like, damn, it, t- it was an adjustment period going from three to two after ah. so many episodes of three, but uh, I think we should be good to go uh, for this evening's episode. And shout out to Stadium Scene as well. Keep on forgetting to mention them up at the top of the podcast for continuing to support us and promote our stuff. So check them out. But yeah, Craig, um, MLB playoffs are continuing, and we have three teams that have made it past the division series. And there's a whole lot of meh in there for me, especially in the American League. And you know what? Because of that racist tomahawk chop, there's a lot of very likable players on the Atlanta Braves. And one of my good friends from university works for their AAA team, so he could get a World Series ring if they ended up winning, which would be cool. But still, the tomahawk chop kind of takes away from the allure of that team. So three teams <laughs> as Blue Jays fans were just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Just to say but, I was over that since 1992. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A little bit more society, too, except for the people who continue to do that uh, tomahawk chop. Even, but, even Roberto Alomar and Kelly Gruber were all over that. Eh, yeah. no. <laughs> Going around the bases yeah. as they were winning the games. It was a good time. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, why, why don't we start in the American League? Because that's closer to our Toronto Blue Jays like we did last week oh, when we talked about dude. generic Blue Jays playoff stuff. I don't know. Do you want to start by airing out the grievances that it was the Red Sox? The Red Sox, and we thought that had no chance of getting by the Rays, got by them three games one. They just got hot at the very right time. It kind of reminds me, Craig, the Red Sox beating the Rays like that, probably to a lesser extent, but how the Blue Jays got hot at the right time in the wildcard game and the Texas Rangers series in 2016 that got into the ALCS. Kind of similar vibes with the Red Sox right now, because if they get cold or they just come back down to earth a little bit, I have to assume that Houston is going to the World Series. Are you trying to make me throw up? (laughs) Fringe, all the above. (laughs) 
I, it's sad that I'm rooting for the Red Sox in this equation. It really is because I just don't want to see the Houston Astros ever win anything again. I would love to see them just get buried and be done and over with. I'm just done with the whole fact and the fact that there's still lingering jackasses on that team from the cheating. So it still just brings quite me what is really going on in that whole thing. And I just think it's hilarious that former Blue Jay Ryan Tapera basically said that on Twitter the other night. Yeah. <laughs> so to that point, then, you know, of course, in typical fashion, Carlos Correa goes, oh, this is big. It sounds oddly familiar. It's the same damn story. I don't care if you're cheating or not. I just don't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not no, that the Red Sox aren't cheaters either, but that's besides the point. The lesser of two evils thing. It's- I'm just upset at the fact that honestly that I – I, how did it get, get by the Rays, especially no in the three to one? It should at least be like what we see on the flip side of the corner in the National League here. I figured that was going to be a down to the freaking, th- you know, at a minimum down to the last game. Oh, I, know, I never same. thought it was going to be this. No, neither did I. It's I mean, hey, credit to them. They got by the behemoth that was the Rays for the majority of the season, the best team in the American League. So, I mean, credit where credit's due, even though it is painful to give that credit. I don't know, Craig. One thing I was thinking of asking, and I'll just go ahead and do it, is if the Blue Jays were in place of the Red Sox or the Yankees, and let's say the Blue got by and got into that series against the Rays, knowing how much of a kryptonite they've been the last, like, ever since they basically changed their name from the Devil Rays to the Rays, um, w- w- would the Blue Jays be in the ALCS right now? Because that's what everybody's talking about on Twitter. Is if you got into the dance and let's say you just have replaced Boston, do they get by the Rays? Because I don't know. I'm still struggling with that in my mind where I want to say maybe they get it to four games or five games, but I'm still I, – I, I can't say that they would have gotten to this point. But the Red Sox did, so why couldn't the Blue Jays? So here's the thing I'm going to bring up about that debate. The Blue Jays had more momentum going their way even – than the Red Sox did in this situation. Yeah. The, the Red Sox had to hurry up and generate their momentum in that wild card game against the Yankees, and sure as fuck they did that. <laughs> so when you're beating the Yankees six to one to take a wild card win, you know that's just what's going to happen. You know, but to that fact, I don't see how the Blue Jays wouldn't have been able to follow that. They won the uh, how many of their last games in the last week there, and put themselves in such a place to win. How would that momentum faded away overnight? They would have had Robbie Ray in that freaking wild card game crushed right through one of those two other teams. And then they would have been able to go right in with Barrios and company still feeling strong and then getting Robbie Ray probably to pitch that third game. And I just don't see how that wouldn't have been a very similar thing. And I think a lot of that's just because the Tampa Bay Rays just looked like they were flat footed. Like they yeah. just expected something to go their way, the ball, the bounce, you know, off a bag and get an extra base out of it or whatever it might happen. The weird shit that just happens in the trot. <laughs> so, and they just couldn't get that catalyst going. They really couldn't. And um, the pitching fell apart in the right, in the wrong places in those games. And it was just rough to watch. But um, like I said, kudos to the Red Sox for figuring it out because they somehow found a way to exercise their demons against the Rays too. Yeah, no, no kidding. I like it just boggles my mind that uh, the Red Sox are through and they got by the Rays. I thought they had no chance. I thought they'd be lucky to win a game, which, you know what? I think I would have picked the Blue Jays to win a game. So, of course, I would have picked the Red Sox to at least win a game. But still, going beyond that is a little bit surprising. But it's the fact that they did a lot of their damage, Craig, against the Rays bullpen, which is basically at the end of the day, 
why the Blue Jays have a losing record against the Rays every year because the Blue Jays starters this season had a better ERA than the Rays starters. It's just when it gets reversed and the Blue Jays bullpen comes in, they're coughing up leads in close games while the Rays are shutting it down. They didn't do that in this series. So it's just like, why? Why couldn't the Rays bullpen melt down a couple more times against the Blue Jays this season? Like, come on now. <laughs> and to that point, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this and raise you on that whole thing. Not only did the bullpen fall apart in the wrong times we ran into the rays at the wrong time yeah. and that was when our bullpen was in shambles you know late in the season when we played him there that last time that was a legit series that was the blue jays playing the best of our guys playing the best of theirs and it, and it was like we were expecting they beat the fuck out of each other yeah. <laughs> so i it is what it is but i really think if we were in that postseason picture there in the in the red sox's spot I think that would have been just as equally a competitive series. And the Blue Jays, with the momentum that they would have had continuing through that, it would have been a very difficult series for the Rays. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And again, as I said at the top, I cannot, I still can't wrap my head around if the Blue Jays actually would have gotten by the Rays, but seeing the ease the Red Sox did, that makes me believe a little bit more if the spots were reversed, the Blue Jays would be getting ready for an ALCS game against the Houston Astros tomorrow. But we can't, we can't. <laughs> labor on that anymore it's been done for a couple of weeks now i think the hurt is a little gone now now yeah. that the playoffs are well underway and watching too many episodes of that marvel what if on disney plus or something <laughs> like that just so you know oh well if this little parallel thing happened in the little yeah. roll down the hell man. <laughs> the parallel universe where the blue jays are going to win the world series in 2021 unfortunately we are not living in that parallel universe uh <laughs> That's what 22 is for. Don't worry about it. Exactly. I think we chatted about it last week, and our thoughts on the Chicago White Sox were pretty on Craig. We all thought, you know what, talented team, kind of similar to the Blue Jays and the fact that they have some young superstars. I would say the White Sox pitching rotation might be a little more promising long term than the Blue Jays at this current point in juncture, and their bullpen was miles better. But still just a meh feeling about the White Sox. And every single time I checked the score against Houston, I was just like, Meh, I kind of, yeah, I think we all picked the Houston Astros to go through because of that factor. So I don't know if there's really anything to talk about in that series, um, but the Astros just now they're in the fifth, their fifth straight ALCS and all five of them are going to be against American League East teams. So whether it's the Red Sox, the Yankees or the Rays, you're always guaranteed to play the Astros these days in the ALCS, which is kind of messed up. <laughs> it's horrible. And it, it, a lot of that's just because of their division, too. You know, yeah. they were basically handed that on a silver platter. And other than the Oakland A's really kind of fell apart at the end of the season. They, Like I said, they ran away with it. And that's similar, unfortunately, to how the you know, White Sox even got in. But yeah. The White Sox have a hell of a team. It's just like, I think they were one year off. It, they, they were like where we were last year playing the Rays in the wild card sure. game. Sure. So I, I'm in that school of thought that they're going to be just, they're going to be a pain in the ass for us even, I think, in the I next few so. years too. Yeah. Mostly to that credit of what you said with the pitching. And if they can find some guys to, you know, all of a sudden turn it on around Roberts and, uh, um, crap, White, Moncada and uh, the other, oh, Jimenez. <laughs> Because they didn't play enough, I'm the, the young guys are lost in my brain. Uh, but where the hell did Yasmani Grandal come from in the last yeah, month yeah. of the season? Where the hell did he go in the midst of this playoff thing? He hasn't done anything, and that's and then watching Liam Hendricks unfortunately give up that giant blast to Correa the other night, it it hurt. <laughs> so, like I said, I just don't know what happened in that series, but it it pains me to the fact that that is what I get to have representing the American League right before the World <laughs> Series is those two teams, and I have to pick one or the other to go to no, the World Series. And like I said, I just can't give that, in my opinion, 
I want to see the Red Sox win, but they're going to have a really they're going to have their hands full with this team for the Houston Astros. They're hot right now, too. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you on that. So I think we're kind of leaning similarly for the American League, although I, I can't bring myself to cheer for the Red Sox in this. I know the cheating. I didn't thing. say I was cheering loudly. I'm just like, sure, please fine. just defeat evil. Get yeah, it over with. Yeah. <laughs> the, Red Sox, the Red Sox are also evil. Uh, so it's like, uh, who do you want of the lesser of two evils? There's an argument to be made that both of them are the lesser evil. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm going to be voting for the National League, regardless of the World Series. So just saying. Yeah. But well, my I, other favorite team is I'm assuming you're leading into yes. the National I, League now. I think we're both on this uh, this front. The team I picked to win the World Series and Braves is already out. The Milwaukee Brewers lost last night. Saw most of that game. I tuned in for it because I didn't see much of the Brewers and Braves series so far throughout the playoffs. Obviously, getting back into football mode and Canadian football. Of course, that's going to take up my time when my teams are playing in it, as opposed to not watching the Blue Jays play in the playoffs. We're at the Argos game. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> so, Craig. I think this is kind of in a similar vein to the Red Sox beating the Rays uh, with the Braves beating the Brewers because the Brewers pitching staff, as we gushed about last week with Reddy Peralta and Corbin Burns and um, why am I blanking on the third, um, the third big guy in the rotation, Brandon Woodruff. Um, I didn't think, I didn't think they had a chance. I actually had, I picked the, the Brewers to sweep them just on the fact that their pitching has been historically good this season. But man, Freddie Freeman finally gets this moment. That was pretty cool to see, actually. I love Freddie Free. I'm, I, I, there's not a classier guy in baseball. There, you know, there's plenty that are right in that same ballpark with him. But he is just one of those perfect baseball players and and a great human being. It seems like. So to watch him get that moment in the playoffs for you know, and really solidify his Braves legacy because he's a free agent after this season, I believe. Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) So, um, but to that point, on the flip side of that coin, I loved watching Rowdy Telez just destroy the playoffs. Oh my God. You know, two home runs in the series and just looking like the guy that we were expecting him. If he isn't going to be a Toronto Blue Jay, he screams Milwaukee Brewer to me. This is a guy that when I met him in, uh, we were at the, uh, it was kind of like the prospect showcase in Buffalo. They do it every year with the Buffalo Bisons and they invite a bunch of guys that are probably already going to be on the Bisons for the season or right. guys that are going to be probably with that next season. So the, the, when I met Rowdy Telez, it was the same year that Boba Shett was going to come through Vladdy, everybody everybody we know and love now. And uh, Rowdy was right in the midst of that equation too, sitting at a table with Ryan Barucki. And they were just talking about, Whoa, Hey, where are we going Buffalo after this? And I'm like, well, guys, you go here, here and here. (laughs) And me and my dad were goofing around with them. And they're like, how come they're not serving enough beer at this event? And Rowdy's like, I know it's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) So knowing he's in Milwaukee now, perfect fit. He can go down the slide and get a big beer for himself and have a few brats. Just screams with Bernie. He's got to be. How do you not? Not to mention him, Bernie, and Bob Euchre. That's got to yeah. be a great conversation. Come on. Yeah. I know Bernie's just going to stand there with a mug in his hand. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of but, which, I know we talked about it before, but the Bernie's Barrelman Ale at Miller Park is one of the best beers I have had in my life. I would give it Especially something specifically for a ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get it anywhere else other than Miller Park. Or I guess, what is it called now? Great American Family Field or something like that? Something no, it, like it's that. still it's Miller, Miller Park. Park. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 
absolutely. It's uh, or if you want to get technical, it's Euchre Park, the house that Euchre built. Yeah, that would actually be more applicable. <laughs> you know what? Call it the Great American Family Field or whatever the fuck it's called, and present uh, on Bob Euchre Field or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But can, to that point, we still call uh, it Rogers Center Sky Dome. So just yeah. saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I still think it's hilarious that of all the stuff that they've done to renovate that ballpark for us. Right, it still says Sky Dome on the side of the damn seats up in the 500 level. It's just, <laughs> well, it's, it's like okay. too easy. And I remember walking from the hotels that we used to stay at back in the day too. That the Skywalk still had Sky Dome all over it and everything like that too. So it was just hilarious to me that yeah, no, this is what it's called now. But don't worry about changing all the logos and everything. yeah, yeah, They're like track and I'll be happy. People won't sit here too often, so we'll just keep it the way it is. We're too lazy to change it. But yeah, the Braves are through. Right, Brewers. Yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked. I did not see that coming from the Milwaukee Brewers. I thought that they would run the table uh, and get into the World Series um, on the strength of their pitching. But the Braves, credit again, kind of like the Red Sox, credit to them. You beat good pitching, and you were able to get through to the NLCS. But we finally have a Game 5. No series so far has gotten to Game 5. But the Giants and the Dodgers, the crazy rivalry, San Francisco and Los Angeles, is going back to the Bay Area tomorrow night. Craig, if you had to pick a winner in tomorrow's game, who do you have winning game five? Because two to go play the Braves in the NLCS. So basically now that all the teams I predicted and loved out of this whole equation are gone. (laughs) What I'm honestly rooting for right now is a Boston Giants World Series with a Giants victory on top of it because that is the two teams that nobody expected to do shit. Yeah, this that's season. fair. And then watching the Giants just go, nope, fuck it, I'm taking this. <laughs> I want to see that one guy that was dumb enough to be the lifetime San Francisco Giants fan that says, you know what, I'm just going to go to Vegas this week and I'm going to bet 20 bucks on the Giants to win the World Series. And this is all the way back in the spring, right? Yes, yes. That guy will pay out like crazy i just want to see the guy literally have a heart attack from winning that (laughs) i really think that would be the best story in baseball to end the season on i know that's a world series that win that would probably you know only giants fans obviously are gonna want because everybody's gonna be like oh gotta root for the big market team go red sox (laughs) so i really think that would be fun and interesting and not to mention to take down world series champs like that in grand fashion is it in LA tomorrow or is it? I, no, it's in, it's in San Francisco, right? Because yep. they had the best record in baseball. That's right. So I, it's the biggest underdogs team of the season. I would, I'm dying to see the giants win. It's going to be a very big game or close game. I think though, I got to look it up because I didn't remember what it was. Do you remember the pitching matchup for the game tomorrow? I have the playoff bracket in front of me. Two seconds. Oh, I have it. Logan Webb for the Giants, who spun a gem in game one against Julio Urias. So two youngsters coming in. And it looks like, speaking of coming in, we got a, our <laughs> other guest here finally joining us. But yeah, to that point, I, I honestly, I love that matchup for this game. And it's going to be a fun time, I think, to watch those guys jump in and really, uh, you know, get set in. This is going to be their major league careers. This is their chance to make it, uh, a great establishment for themselves going for their teams going. And, and we've all been wondering when Julio Urias was going to really kick off fantasy baseball owners in dynasty leagues. that have been hoarding him for years like me. <laughs> and then Logan Webb coming out of nowhere and having the season that he had two great young pitchers in major league baseball that have a chance to really put themselves on, on display tomorrow in prime time. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of prime time, 
our our uh, the third member of the team has made it into the chat. Welcome, sir. Chris. I am here, and my computer survived many threats, many many threats. <laughs> like how many dents? Uh, <laughs> bashing my head off the desk, maybe, but <laughs> you know, like it was literally. I I could do everything on my computer except for open Teams, and that was it. It was the only thing that wouldn't open. But we are no, here. Why is this reminding me of that South Park thing when um, you see the South Park movie a million years ago and he goes, Bill Gates, you promised that Windows 98 was going to be 9 billion times faster with better access to the internet. And he is like, well, it is. And he just blows his brains out. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> but we are here. We're excited. Let's talk whatever uh, whatever you guys were talking about. Oh, I, yeah, I, you, uh, I haven't got a Blue Jay talk yet. Yeah, oh, you made it in perfect time, actually, because I tell you what for your thoughts on how the playoffs have gone so far. We chatted about it last week. Craig and I have given our thoughts on all the series so far. Is there been any surprise? And I'm pretty sure the surprise is the Red Sox beating the Rays or the Braves beating the Brewers. But uh, was there anything that stood out to you from the DS series so far, Mr. Key? Um, The lack of offense from Milwaukee kind of surprised me. Um. There was hmm. one name for that offense. Yeah, rowdy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is cool to see at the same time. Like, you know, you we can be fans and it, whether you want to be a fan of a team or if you want to just be a fan of certain players uh, at this point. Like, I know there's a lot of people that don't want anything to do with the Atlanta Braves fandom, but they want to see Anthopolis do well and they want to see, like, Freddie Freeman do well. And say what you want i guess but like did did you did you either any of us really think that either boston or atlanta had a shell no nope i'm pretty sure we actually all said that exact same thing last week yeah <laughs> I, 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 I said we were all looking for sweeps yeah i said brewers in a sweep and the red sox win one game that's it <laughs> i believe you said the world series is going to be three. milwaukee and Tampa, didn't you i did uh, that's <laughs> so good it's a reason we're all not betting in Vegas, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a curse. I'm learning that whenever I pick you, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So maybe next time you do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Pick the <laughs> I don't want to win. The things I love always hurt me. <laughs> well, Houston's moving on, and I think we all kind of expected that. In a nut, like They hit. They always do. They got some good pitching. Um, they play really good defense as well. Like I said, I... I don't know if I really want the Astros to do well, but like, let's get Dusty as ring and get him the hell out of MLB. Like, whatever. honestly, that'd be about the only reason I could vote for the Astros doing what yeah, or being moderately like, okay with it. How how can how can you choose between the Red Sox and the Astros? They've kind of been like the evil foes of MLB in the last what four or five years or so. Um, but yeah, like I can't at all with a conscience cheer for the red Sox, so like <laughs> i guess i'm kind of on the houston bandwagon for the alcs just get dusty there and whatever happens happens at that point um how about the giants and dodgers series though yeah that's gonna that's be where we were right, literally just that right right down to five games lots of exciting defense lighting hits timely hits um i i, I can't say i've seen much more than highlights on that because they start 10, 10 30 starts don't really coincide with my lifestyle when you have a two-year-old <laughs> that wakes up four times in a yes in it so <laughs> you get those precious minutes of sleep whenever you can but 
yeah, it's it's exciting stuff, and it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see if like October carries on into the NLCS, and like if, if the magic can kind of continue with that. Do you, now we just said this in the last series and the and last year, but like, do you really see Atlanta having a shot against either San Fran or LA? I can't yeah, rule no. them out Why? because they they beat well, they beat the Milwaukee's pitching. So it's going to be very interesting either way. But, you know, it's a shame kind of how the MLB playoffs are set up that you have the two best teams in Major League facing off in the first round, essentially. But that would have been a killer NLCS if they somehow were able to meet in there. You could get literally, maybe. (laughs) For seven games. I know, right? Oh, that'd be so good. Chris, do you have a winner tomorrow? Craig, I'm pretty sure. Or I don't know if you picked your winner. I can't remember. You picked oh, Giants. I'm, Giants. I'm voting Giants, Giants. And I want the Giants. I need the Giants. <laughs> who's pitching? Who's I don't even know who's pitching. It's um, Logan Webb versus Julio Urias. Oh, how can you pick against Urias? And it's like, the hard they're, part. <laughs> they're going to. LA is going to. LA has such a deep rotation as well that they could throw. Oh, hell, you could throw your Urias, and then you could throw Bueller right after him if you really wanted to, and you still have two or three other options yeah. to start the NLCS if you really yeah. wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to pick Dodgers. Dodgers? You just, yeah, you can't, you can't not bet against them. They're so damn good. Yeah, I wouldn't say are. I'm wagering against them, but I get, I'm voting against. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that, that that's a difference, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go with the Giants just because of the San Francisco connection to the 49ers. I kind of want to do well now, especially now that the Brewers are out. So I'm gonna go with the Giants. And so, gentlemen, if that's the case, we know that um, three of the four teams are through. We know what our ALCS is. Now that we know that. Give me predictions in that series. And when we record next week, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day we decide, we'll be able to evaluate, see where we're at. There might be already World Series team in there at that point, or they're going to game six or seven uh, at this time next week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So, Craig, who do you have between the Red Sox and the Astros in how many games? Uh, I think the Red Sox and the Astros are going to I think the Red Sox are going to win the series because of the momentum thing. I, I I just don't know how they're gonna stop. I really don't. I they've been riding this wave now, and then they even have been one of the streakiest teams in baseball. I think they're gonna keep it going at least another week. <laughs> and I'm thinking five games for them. And I think the Giants are gonna win similar fashion against the uh, Atlanta Braves. I think the Braves are gonna finally meet their number. Yeah, I would not be surprised at that. Chris, how about you? Who do you have in the Red Sox and Astros series? And then you can also pick your NLCS in the amount of games as well. Astros in six. I Because I think Boston's going to just pesky enough to be a thorn in their side, but not finish it out. Um... Hmm. And then the Dodgers and Atlanta. Dodgers and five. So Dodgers and Astros, a rematch. What? That was 2019, 2017? Uh, yeah, 17. The, the, the one that sparked it all. Yes. yes. If that happens, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. Just saying. <laughs> Revenge. Absolutely. Especially because they could win it in a full one city as opposed to just 60 games last season, which didn't really oh, yeah. feel like a proper World Series trophy to be awarded to them. But um, 
I'm also thinking I'm on Houston in six games as well. Chris, at the top of the show, when we first started talking about it, I compared this Red Sox team in the run that they're on right now, kind of rich to the 2016 Blue Jays and the fact that they got hot in the wild card game, hot in the division series. And I think that they're going to cool off uh, when they meet Houston, kind of like how the Blue Jays cooled off like crazy when they met Cleveland uh, in 2018. So mm-hmm. six games there. And then if the Giants move on, like I think they will, I do have the Giants going through over the Braves. and But I do think that one could go seven games. So I will do Giants over Braves in seven for a Giants and Astros World Series, which would be kind of an odd matchup, to be honest. Like, it's just kind of like I can't really picture that in my mind right now. Giants and Astros, it just doesn't sound right. I don't know why. <laughs> go, go Giants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. Any other playoff comments that you guys have uh, before we move on to a couple Blue Jays-related topics? It's an odd year. Do the Giants really win? <laughs> mm, yes. Right, because they were winning. What, they were winning in even years, right? Every even year. Yeah, yeah. 2010, <laughs> 2012, like 2014. Three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I'll just say it. Buster Posey, Buster Posey again. Yeah, Same yeah. Long go and everybody apparently. Apparently, <laughs> let's see if they can do that again next season, which I don't think they will. <laughs> so. They're using the last of their baseball fuel tank, man. Yeah, exactly. I hope they go to the walls of the walls for this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's move on. Um, this is a Blue Jays podcast, not just a generic MLB podcast. So let's talk some Blue Jays. Um, again, as I kind of said to you guys in our pre-meeting agenda, there isn't a whole lot, obviously, because it's the playoffs. There are some Twitter conversations, and I think that's pretty much where we're going to go with uh, two topics at least. We might have a third, depending on the time. Might save it for later just to not milk too much content uh, and save some <laughs> next week and the week after before the real offseason reviews and all that stuff comes. But let's start with this one. And this sparked a little bit of a debate, which was fun and healthy um, in our Twitter conversation between the three of us. Marcus Stroman, what was it, a week ago, um, said that he would be open to a return to Toronto, the place there he started his career with. Um, it didn't end the greatest, I would say, because of all those arbitration battles where he w- lost one, got offended, and then he won another. And <laughs> just the chip on the shoulder and the ego grew and grew and grew. And it rubbed some people the wrong way. And I don't think he and the front office were on the exact same page. So he's ultimately dealt we know the story. They got Anthony Kay. They got Simeon's Wood Richardson, who they later, just a couple months ago, flipped for Jose Barrios. So Marcus Stroman, in effect, turned into Jose Barrios. And we still have a piece of that trade. But anyways, um, Chris, let's start with you on this one, because you said in our group chat that you would be open to it. Not as a first choice, I think, is what you were saying. Uh, but... Um, do you actually want to see it happen? Do you think the front office even entertains it, considering that there probably still is a little bit of animosity? Um, where are you at on the possibility of a Marcus Stroman reunion? Uh, I don't think I can argue with the 179 innings pitched, the 1.1 whip, 302 ERA, 3.6 war. Is that worth, like some people are saying that He's going to be worth 20 to 25 million a year over six. I think that's a little steep. I could see him going for probably closer to 20. I would think people would be a little bit more comfortable with. Now, having said that, we have not even the slightest clue what's going to happen with the CBA this year. So a lot of things are going to be contingent on that. Um, do I see the front office entertaining Marcus Stroman? 
Hmm. That's tough. You're, That's tough. you're contemplating it, it even. How are they? <laughs> it's tough because we know we know how it ended. Where apparently, and I'll say apparently in quotations because we don't know. We weren't. But allegedly, Strowman freaked out on Ross Atkins when he came into the dressing room to tell him that he had been traded to the Mets uh, because he was under the impression that he was going to the Yankees or somebody else. I can't remember <laughs> who else it was. Somebody he wanted to go to. Somewhere where he wanted to go and was going to be a playoff contender. Now, what I will say in his defense, who the hell wants to be traded to the New York Mets? Come yeah, on. I know, I know. That's Nobody fair. wants That's to fair. go there. Oh, Come on, you don't want to meet the Mets. <laughs> so but like he he's it seems like he's put that a little bit behind him at least in the public eye it seems like he's put that behind him and he's kind of playing the hometown boy card and, and going along with that is there any doubt in my mind he loved toronto and loved being here there's no doubt in my mind about that i think he i think he is a very genuine dude that wears his heart on his sleeve and he does play with a chip on his shoulder now, do I see a lot of Marcus Stroman in everybody's favorite darling of the rotation this year, Alec Manoa? I see a lot of the same characteristics on the mound and a lot of the same kind of confidence and big head ego. I Does Alec Manoa play it off in the public eye like Marcus Stroman does? No, I don't think he does. Do we all bang the drum and scream and yell that we want our players to have more personality and we want to see what's going on in their lives and we want to know what's going on. Yes, Marcus Stroman does it and people hate him for it and they chastise him for it and they don't particularly think that it's fair. Um, you can think what you want make your own opinions. That's fine. But like at the end of the day, ball teams employ people like Tony La Russa and ball teams employ people like Aroldis Chapman and they don't care because these people win the ball games. And at the end of the day, when your ball team is winning, your ball team is making money, and baseball teams do not care. <laughs> yes. Money is the name of the game. It is a business. So, <laughs> it, on the other side, with with Stroman, what he's saying about that he's, he's open to it, he'd be stupid going into free agency saying that he's not going to entertain an offer from a team yeah. because he knows that the Blue Jays have a lot of money to spend this year. He knows they need a starting pitcher this year. And at the very least, they can use the Toronto Blue Jays as leverage. Mm-hmm. And that is all. <laughs> Craig. Now, see, there's the quiet thing. That's where I think the Stroman is gauging that whole thing right there. He's if he thinks the Blue Jays can give him the quote unquote what we basically gave DJ LeMayhew deal, right? Last year, the Blue Jays were allegedly or, in or and the Yankees had outbid him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right so. There. I just think it's ironic that um, in the midst of all this whole things that you were talking about, Stroman even coming back here after the way it fell out with the management and everything. I just think it's really weird. And uh, to me, this is a bringing. How should I say this without being a complete jackass? (laughs) (laughs) The 2015-2016 teams had their personality, right? And it was the Josh Donaldson mantra, put up or shut up, basically, right? Or play better, right? That was the same kind of is was that locker room, right? I feel like if you're bringing that same mentality into a completely let's do this together ballpark with what's going on right now with the Toronto Blue Jays clubhouse, 
I think that is going to create animosity in this locker room. And I'm not saying that he's not a good player, that he's probably better than all this kind of stuff is. I just think you're mixing cultures from those two teams. And he was a big part of those two teams. <laughs> Are we in the past? Or do we want to win ball games, or do we want to do this? I just think at the point right now, if you're going after Marcus Stroman right now with the Blue Jays free agency, and he's one of your top guys, there is a big problem with this free agent market, and we should really be looking at trades. Would you Just be say. upset if they traded for Donaldson at a reasonable price then? I would have to be a hell of a price discount. I want one thing to do with that top, that contract that he's got right now with uh, Minnesota. That is a expensive contract to me for a guy that Con- contract aside. Though, contract aside, though, would you want Donaldson on your team? Right now, no. I honestly would take other options over that because I think he's just get to that point where he's going to degrade too quick, and especially putting him back on turf, I don't think it was working. Just to throw that out there, I have that same Josh Donaldson jersey you have right behind you. I love Josh Donaldson, and I just, like I said, I just don't think it's the right fit for the team. And I think I even said that last offseason when he was a free agent, and, I, and that's when I was assuming that Vladdy was still our third baseman. So the, mm-hmm. our biggest thing is right now, honestly, I'd rather spend the money on like Chris Bryant. This oh, that's gonna, third base. That's that's going to be a big chunk of change. It's going to look eerily similar if you were. Isn't Josh Donaldson's contract right now with the Twins like almost twenty mil a year? Yeah, Brian will be more probably. I agree yeah, with I that. Remember how much Donaldson is I want to say Arden Zwelling him pegged at like eight years, two hundred and something million. Ooh, that's an overpay for the way Chris Bryant's been the last couple of years. <laughs> I, tend to I, I I will try to find that to clarify, but I think that's the projection. That was the projection that he had missed article this week. Yeah, yeah. I will try to find so, that, though, really quick. That doesn't like, shock me, but to that point, then I'd just rather cheap out on somebody like Kyle Seeger. Well, he defense all day, and he's going to hit enough in clutch situations. Right now, else, that's better than anybody we... Was it, I think it may have been one of us, or maybe it was somebody else on Twitter... They said, I forget who it was, but somebody said that Arden Zwelling, it's either Zwelling or Ben Nicholson-Smith said that the front office has been uh, a big fan of Kyle Seeger for the last couple of years. And now that he's a free agent, that would not shock me at all. If Kyle Seeger... To that point, though, like I said, you're buying... He had a bad season. You're going to be buying low on him pretty heavily. And He's, to that he's point, on the downswing of his career, but he might have something left in the tank. And he's a veteran that could find it enough and like i said worst case scenario he's gonna play good defense yeah and I could, right I now seager for two years that. two or three so okay there's absolutely no mention of chris bryant in that article so i don't know where the hell i saw that <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway just some random twitter follower spec it probably was to be honest and <laughs> well, uh, i i i didn't Seager, stupid. Seager right is at it. in his yeah Kyle Seager I'm, uh, was... I forgot I'm on spot track the, that has all the projected salary thing. I'm looking right at it. They're projecting that Chris Bryant's going to get somewhere in the $25 million ballpark for a season. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. That would not surprise so, me at all. So, yeah, eight years, $200 million is about... I pass on that. Yeah. yeah I, I tend to agree with you on that whole thing, too. And I, I don't see any true value to the whole talk about the Blue Jays getting Jose Ramirez. I really don't. So to that point, like we were talking about here, if we're talking about bringing somebody back to play third base or bringing somebody back, period, the Blue Jays should be pouring all their money in their pitching is our offense is going to mash. I'm not worried about our offense. <laughs> so well, we'll talk about where I throw that money. Points. I don't really feel like I'm going to throw it at Mar- Marcus Stroman. So yeah. 
I feel like there's other options I should be exploring. So you're out on Marcus Stroman is what you're saying, Craig, at the end of the day. I think he'll be a toxic pill for this clubhouse that is clearly one of the close team chemistries that we've ever seen as Blue Jays fans. And honestly, I would say that we're the most after all the travel and everything that they've done with uh, different homes over the last two years. This is probably the closest knit baseball team in in baseball period right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think. The front office would be silly to not entertain it if Strowman is open to it, but he's not my top target at all. Like, obviously, Robbie, bringing back Robbie Ray is target number one. Uh, after that, depending on who... Yeah, yeah, we're saving that for another time, trust me. We won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but just looking at some of the other names on the free agent market, guys, like, I, I scrolled through, and I'll scroll through and name a couple as we go through. Who would you rather have between these guys if it came down to Marcus Strowman or some of these names? Would you rather Strowman or Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy's 33. What's Marcus Stroman? 30. I would probably take Stroman because of the durability. Danny Duffy hasn't been very healthy recently. And after soft, that, soft toss and lefty. Yeah. We don't need we don't need another soft tossing lefty. Exactly. What about Kevin Gosman or Marcus Stroman? Because I could get down with Kevin Gosman and the front office did make him a nice contract offer before he decided to accept the qualifying offer the Giants gave him. So would you go Gosman or Stroman? I think Gosman is going to try Angman far too much money, and he will probably stay in San Fran. So I will still stay, still say Stroman. That would not surprise me. Their contracts are going to look eerily similar. They will. They will. Stroman's will probably look a little bit longer. Because how old is Gosman? Thirty-three. Gosman is thirty-one. Yeah, I think they're the same age. Thirty-one. It says Marcus Stroman is 30.4 and Kevin Gosman is 30.8. So he's yeah, almost 30. <laughs> Gosman's been in the league for 23 years, though. <laughs> he's been around. <laughs> he been he came up very, very early when, when he was young. Huh. Yeah, he, so, but to that, right. to me, that speaks a little bit to him. And um, this is why even a lot of teams in baseball wanted to keep giving him a chance. You know, he keeps working. It's the Jose Bautista story in a pitching form, right? He just happened to play on one team for a million years and didn't really do anything, right? But he got lit up in the AL East, though. But to that point, Stroman, uh, Stroman pitched well in the out. AL East. Has he I, figured it out in the AL East, though? He's figured it out no. in the ballparks in the NL West. I think there's been some mechanical adjustments there with uh, with Kevin Gosman, similar to Robbie Ray with some adjustments. I don't know. And that's why I do. I would worry about bringing Gosman back to the American League East because he did struggle. But I think there was a mechanical adjustment in there that even started last season, too. So it's the second season in a row. Yeah, it's even in the bullpen for the Orioles. He really seemed like he found himself a little bit, too. So, yeah, and but, that's maybe part of the argument there, too. You're talking about Stroman who's had a few big injuries. Is any of that going to come back and creep up on him? He's been pitching innings after innings. Gausman is technically a freshish arm. <laughs> I, I'd you know be I mean? fine with either. It's 50-50 for me. I, like if, if they go the Gausman route, I'm totally happy. If they go the Stroman route, I'd be fine with that too. But again, not as option number one. Option number one, we already know, is Robbie Ray. Um, but after that, guys, like I mean, there's not too many other names that really are overly intriguing on the free agent Scherzer, market. Scherzer, Verlander. I would, I would dump a whack load of money into one year on Verlander. Oh, I would too. I would, I would too. too. But I'm thinking of guys one that... year, one year, and if Toronto ha- if Toronto has to give him two years to get it done, you give him two years and just pay him whatever the hell he wants. Absolutely. To get Absolutely. him up here. Like if they do Verlander, they give him a bunch of money for years two. They get Scherzer somehow. He doesn't resign with the Dodgers or go yeah. back. 
that's like easily that's right after Robbie Ray. It's those two guys. But I would do the Verlander thing before Robbie Ray. Yeah. Oh, wow. You've been as yeah, big as I've been all on year. Robbie Ray all year, but I would I do the Verlander thing a million times over on a one or two year deal than forking out a long term contract on Robbie Ray right now. Strong two no hitters off that mound in Toronto. Just saying. Yeah, hey, that's <laughs> very true. That's very very true. All right. Are you good with di- basically this or that, or because I got something I want to actually throw out to you guys? If well, you're good with I your- just outside of those two guys that Chris brought up, like just going through the list, it's a whole bunch of mess. So like Strowman probably like, let's say one of Verlander or Scherzer don't hit the free agent market. I think both of them will. They're off raising there. Another guy we're going to talk about in the next topic, Steven Matz, it could be on a free agent market. But after that, Strowman's probably the third, maybe the fourth best option out there. So Macy, you don't reach, you don't get Scherzer or Verlander. You don't get Kevin Gosman and you really need a pitcher. You have to sign Stroman at that point. hundred percent. You have to. I'll throw a name out here that really snuck up on people this year because we finally found it. Carlos Rodon. Yeah. The White Sox. He's going to, I really think he is too, but I, to that point, he is a free agent. He's going to go out on the market and see what the hell he's worth. And why wouldn't he? (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's that's something that might be one of those guys that, I think you could get the same return out of somebody like Carlos Rodon, who is a little bit younger than those. I know it's a whole year and a half, two years, but he found himself and he looked, he was nothing short of an all-star this year. Yeah. It was so, and he did really good. He was ha- the reason that <laughs> when Lucas mm-hmm. Giolito was doing Jack and or shit for my fantasy baseball team earlier in this season, Carlos Rodon was the horse in that rotation. What do you think about it? De- what do you think about Descofani? I I just brought him up, but uh, I don't know. I don't he's know. A, he always seems that guy like has such Pete Walker interest. special written all over him. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's almost what I was thinking. Like looking down the list, like there's so many names, like good names of old, like Quintana and like Sanchez, Carlos Martinez was another Velasquez, one. Velasquez, Paxton, Lester. That's where I was Archer, going. A couple of here. I was looking at it. Oh my God, Boston Irvin Santana! Can we put everybody's money together? <laughs> what? Okay, seriously, what do you think about Cindergard? Because I, I don't, I, t- do. I don't touch him with a ten foot pole unless he's coming here on like a two million dollar deal. Well, like, considering they almost spent how much money on Kirby, Ga- Kirby Yates? Do you think? Just saying, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do it on a one year deal. I'd maybe even go five mil just to see what you can get because they almost did Kluber and Kluber yeah. wasn't great this year. He was okay, but he was also oft injured, and that was a deal almost did. Here's an interesting thought. You sign Syndergaard for a $5 million deal deal plus incentives, almost the the exact same as what you did for Kirby Yates. Put him in the back end of your bullpen. I'm not with that, but I don't think he's going to take it. I don't think he takes it either, but I think that's the best place that he can actually stay healthy and build value. Re- rebuild what some value. What was the deal we gave Robbie Ray last year? Does anybody remember the dollar amount? Eight nine mil. million or something? It was eight, yeah, eight or nine mil. It's. I think it's going to still take Syndergaard ten mil to land. I really do. That's what he made last year. He made. He, and he still Kluber, thinks he can do it. He goes after Kluber's Kluber's contract from the Yankees this yeah. past year. Yeah, there I was so. there was another. Um, somewhat injured guy who they would be banking on a rebound because there was Kluber and there was somebody else. Do you guys remember who it was last year? Um, uh, I'll have to go look it up. But I for do the Yankees. 
No, no, it was a target that the Blue Jays were going after at one point um, outside of Kluber. Uh, I can't remember. I'll have to go look it up. But was that basically, oh, sorry, it was Paxton. Yeah, Paxton. it was Paxton. Yeah, so, they were they were linked to Odorizzi. They were linked to Paxton yeah. for a while. Thank God we didn't touch Paxton. I know. But to that was, point, y'all would have done is lost money. It would have been just like you said, Kirby Yates all over. They would have been eighty-five mil. Yeah, you would have been banking on mil. so much more from Paxton. You would have been banking on so much more from him, though. They so I'm basically but to that point. That's what they will go down that route. Yeah, they will go well, down. Well, that's that why. Route. That's why I'm saying, like, you bring Syndergaard in, and if he hits, he hits. maybe maybe you bring in Syndergaard, and you piggyback Pearson with him. That's That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. That's just a lot of fastballs. <laughs> a lot of fastballs. Yes. A lot, a lot of, of fastballs. Well, like, there's a lot of guys that you could do the one- or two-year deal on this year. Like, if you – I don't know what the hell's going on with Kershaw right now, but he'll never leave Los Angeles anyway. But, like, you could – Almost do the same thing with like a Granky, if you wanted to. He's been lights as Scherzer. You could do it with like. There's so many. Uh, we've already said about Verlander. There's so many guys you could do just that, like one or two year deal to see where you get in the next two years until you have to whack a load of money on Bichette and Teoscar and Vlad. I uh, think that's gonna actually happen sooner rather than later too. But maybe that's more think I'm so. thinking. But um, I I, I'll throw I a couple other names. That doesn't happen until know. next off season. We've we've seen him a lot in the American League East. Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty uh, from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Reclamation project for Pete Walker. I, what I, 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 don't, I, stay away. I don't I don't believe in any of the Red Sox magic from okay. this year. I stay away. It's all it's all an anomaly. Old Blue Jay trade to John Gray from the Rockies. No. I do John Gray. I would bring him in hundred percent. Chris, no. No. What about Mike Flotnevich? No, 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 no. no. Absolutely <laughs> not. Career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking because, like, literally two years ago, he was still really good with the. Blue, no, the I know he's fallen off a cliff so quickly. But John Gray still seems like he has some something that could be fixed with Pete Walker, and I think it could be similar to Robbie Ray. Maybe not the exact same because that was remarkable, but similar. Yeah. It's very similar to me, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. And I've always liked John Gray, and I wonder why it didn't click any better than it did. So maybe it's a but to that Walker's only thirty. Wow. Who? That's why I, another Michael reason Walker. I was saying it. All guys I mentioned are thirty. Yeah, Walker I would consider as well. Um, He's found a way to do it. Yeah. I if you bring if you bring Walker and you don't go out, you don't bring Mats back though. What about what about Carlos Martinez? Because he is the other name on there who was a legit ace at one time, and he's kind of had a weird career and a lot of injuries recently. But yeah, where he was an ace, and then he went to the bullpen, then he was closing games, then they brought him back as a starter, and then he got hurt. Honestly, um, I'd let him come to our bullpen, and if he fu- he finds a place in our bullpen, he would be a nice random piece to be you know matched up with Romano and everybody at the end of our bullpen because he still throws fucking gas. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is they even tried starting him again this year uh, earlier in the year, and then he had a couple. Mm-hmm. Of relief outings so i just don't know what you make or what you get from carlos martinez but i don't think the cardinals know what to do with him either yeah and they're not gonna bring i don't think he's the modern day equivalent of jobber chamberlain just saying yeah hey that's fair that's not a bad comparison actually (laughs) yeah no it'll be interesting the stroman debate is gonna rage on uh and i think we're kind of in the similar boat ish you don't want to touch him chris 
Um, I think if he's option four and your top three options are gone, then you have to, at that point, bring him back. Mm-hmm. Because, look, you bring him back, let's say Robbie Ray is not in your rotation, then you open next season with Ryu, Barrios, Strowman, and Manoa. Um, that's not a bad rotation. It's a little bit of a downgrade uh, because you don't have Ray in there anymore, but it's not that bad of a downgrade. And let, let's move on to the other topic that I had in the agenda because it ties into the pitching conversation, and that's Steven Matz. Um, the other topic on Twitter recently has been, do you give Steven Matz a qualifying offer? Because he's also scheduled to be a free agent. And he's coming off a good year. Like, I mean, Matz got off to that incredible start. He had a couple hiccups in May. He got COVID. Uh, and right before he got COVID, he was on the upswing again and figuring it back out. He comes back. Takes him a couple starts, a few rough ones, but from probably the August long weekend, right around when the Blue Jays got back to Toronto, all the way through to the end of the season. A rough game or two, but Matt's kept you in the game. He was the perfect four or five guy who had a very nice end to his season. Now, I'm not sure what qualifying offer is projected to be. And again, Chris, to your point earlier, the CBA is up and there'll be seeing things to see how the free agent market works with that and qualifying offers. But still, do you give Steven Matz a qualifying offer, Craig? <clears throat> you want the dollar amount? You're not going to like it. What is it? It's going to be somewhere like $19 million. Yeah, it's last year it was 18.4. So you're right around 19. I'm not paying him 19 mil, whatever the fuck day he thinks he is. <laughs> um, <you know? laughs> so just to put that in perspective, last his career, you know, yes, he had one of the better years of his career, but he made $0.2 million last year. I think he's in the $10 million ballpark for a season because I don't think anybody's going to really give him an extended contract regardless of what the heck happened with his, his 2021. What do you think? Chris, I definitely don't break team. <laughs> I, I, yeah, go for it, Chris. Sorry. I don't think he's worth 19, but to know because qualifying offers and everything have to be done before the CBA is up. So, you have extra money to spend this year and you have like that just locks down an extra part of your bullpen or your starting rotation that you don't have to think about. And if you feel pretty good about what he did this year and you think he can do the same thing, sure. You take a flyer on it. Like he's probably going to get what, like 24 over two years, maybe 36 or 35 over three in free agency. So like if you give, if you offer him qualifying offer, he's going to take it. But that's, I don't know one like that's a lot. For me, that's a lot of heavy lifting done then. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you just go right away and say, Hey, you know what? We'd love to have you back, Steven. Uh, here's your two years at 25 million. We'll just do it right now. And we'll have you back for two years. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I think it would be the better avenue to take than worrying about the qualifying offer. I'm trying to remember. There's some weird, wonderful, you know, calculator for if you have a you know war of this, it gets spits out the dollar values for a pitcher for this. Yeah, and well, he had a 2.0 war, and I'm trying to find the actual calculator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've, I can't remember. I think one win was what nine million or eight million. So two would be around 16, if that's the case, or or 18. Yeah. Um, so it's basically so he, about nine million per war point. So it's saying you yeah. actually would be close to that. Yeah. So there's so no. You might as well based on 2021. There's no. There's no 
um, negative in my mind to give him a qualifying offer. Um, kind of building off of what you said, Chris. Yeah, it's a little steeper than he probably would get on a longer term deal on the free agent market. I don't think he's getting anywhere close to 17 to 19 on an extended contract. But um, that being said, you give it to him, you place him on there. He either decides to take it and you have a fourth member or a fifth member of your rotation back and you're set to go. It's only one year. He's off the book season after. Um, or if he really thinks he can get a longer term deal, maybe four years at 15 per. And that's what he prefers is the stability over the dollar figure for this year. Then he leaves and you get a draft pick. So there's no harm in my mind at giving which playing offer. I think will hurt him a lot more than somebody like they're going to give qualifying offers to I believe Semyon and Ray can both super not to they they can still both have a qualifying offer tagged up. I believe so. so. You're going to do it to them, and does it hurt their value? Probably not. Not really. Maybe Ray a little bit, but little bit. like. Definitely not semi, and like if if you have your heart set on Marcus Semi, and you're gonna pay him regardless. Yeah. Um, but a fringier type of guy like Steven Matz, you're gonna be like, uh, you're letting the air out of his tires. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you're not paying him what he wants at that point. Right. So so to that point, then I think um you hit the nail on the head about the Robbie Ray thing though, because you know, they're going to, the Mets are going to turn around and get, they're going to hope and pray for a draft pick for not getting Marcus Stroman back. Right. Mm-hmm. That's his main competition. As far as, you know, somebody equal level and war and everything, it's pretty damn early similar to two of them on paper, honestly, except that Ray ran away with everything this year. Right. Uh, <laughs> does Stroman doesn't have one attached to him anymore. Oh, cause he got one last he, year, right? He, he took it last year. Right. Oh, is that the last CBA, yeah. but that might change all over again too. Just saying. Yeah, but qualifying offers hurt the players more than it hurts the owners. Yeah. So, oh, I agree. So we'll see. I, I doubt they're going. But anyway, I was thinking that they were the both probably have one. There's too many things that the players want in return then to deal with that. So, yeah. But yeah, no. it'll be interesting to see what happens with Steven Matz because, yeah, um, I think – He's right on the edge of being like, yeah, that's a for sure qualifying offer. So it makes you think, yeah, would I do that? I And the thing that I think he's after more than anything, Steve Matz, is tenure. He wants a two or three year deal for that stability, especially because he is a guy who's been off to injury the last few years. And, you know, he takes a qualifying offer. He tries to build his value again. What if he gets hurt? I mean, 19 million bucks is a pretty sweet payday for sitting on the bench and rehabbing. But at the yeah, same time, to make it again. <laughs> he might not ever get that again. Like next year, let's say he does take the qualifying offer. He gets himself hurt and he enters free agents off. Well, I don't know, 10 starts and they're kind of mediocre starts. Then I have no idea what he's looking at for next year. So it's a tough, it is a tough decision for Steven. Matt to low. Money. But uh, at the same time, I can totally see him being like that would take, but would turn it down to get a two or three year deal for that tenure and stick around and have a chance to rehab, but then build your value again. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Steven Matz has made $14.48 million over his career. So maybe, yeah, maybe he would take that 19 mil and be like, damn, I could make more than that in one Double season. Double it up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah. It'll be curious to see because, um, I think it's a very quick and easy way to uh, patch a hole in your rotation. Cause you're operating under the assumption you need two spots filled and that's would yep. be a perfectly fine four or five guy. I'm totally happy with him back uh, next. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
how long have we been going for, Craig? Because there is another topic that we can either save for next week uh, or we can dive into a little bit this week. <laughs> I um, think it'd be fun to end on, honestly. So we're at about seven minutes. Yeah, sure. Let's go into it. For Yeah, let's go into it. I just oh, got Let's go into it. He's uh, still only a half hour in. Yeah. I just got here. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So, Chris, the other topic, I didn't text it in the agenda because I thought about it. So I told Craig before we recorded. <sighs> Oscar Hernandez. Uh, that's a kind of uh, conversation that's starting to circulate Twitter a little bit is what an extension for Oscar looks like because he's probably due one. Uh, he is ARB eligible again. Craig showed it earlier. They projected him, I believe, around what ten in ARB based on the year he had. It still feels low, doesn't it? For a guy for he's done a four win years. player, absolutely a four win player this year. He's I think he was even one point five or one point two last year in just sixty games. So he was uh, putting a nice season together uh, in tw- in twenty twenty. So Chris, I'll start with you on this one. Tioscar is probably the first one up of everybody for an extension at this point. He can be a free agent in 2024, so it's only two seasons away. And he is turning star. He's getting better and better every year in all facets of the game, defense, offense, everything. So in your mind, you are 28, Tioscar Hernandez, turning 29, I think, um, going into next season. Uh, Blue Jays come to you with a four-year deal. Uh, to buy out a couple of your R beers. Let's say four or five years, you buy out two R beers. What is that dollar figure for you that would make T. Oscar be like, yep, I will take that? 30 million at that point? He's not going to take a bridge deal like that. He'd be crazy. Be... Right now, he's a $36 million player anyway. Yeah, why not? He, he, he'd, be cra- <laughs> he, he'd be crazy. He'd be crazy too. Because he. Oh, to take on. it at 30? He, yeah. Well, no, to, to take. Uh, your deal, then he'd be hitting free agency at 32. It's not bad. Then he, then he probably gets another four-year deal, maybe. Urgh. I but don't then again, know. We've seen what happened Ed, with Edwin and everybody. I those guys signed. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he does that. To be honest, I really don't know if he does that. Um, I would think that it'd have to be a five or six-year deal. Yeah. I think I think you would have honestly it, it it would probably have to be closer to a six-year deal for him to even entertain it at this point and get him to thirty-five-ish. Yeah, and how much money would uh, would you offer him in that deal to make him be like, "Yep, sign me up." Thirty million per. Yeah, would probably do it. Like you probably start at like Springer money. You probably start at Springer money, mm-hmm. or yeah. or maybe even less because you. You got to act like you're doing him a favor by giving him more through his arbitration year. But yeah, I would I would think six years, thirty million a piece. But then you have to like look at what Guerrero's doing, and then automatically you have to start paying him like forty or forty five million a year. So yeah, maybe you try that, twenty. See if that, you twenty per you, first. You 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 try probably you probably try ah yeah you you don't want it. Mm, that's tough because you really don't want to insult him as one of your cornerstone pieces as well, right? But that's how negotiations go. You you always you always start low. I don't. Yeah, I think he would probably take six years, thirty million a piece. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, you've seen enough that you'd be comfortable with it, and it'd probably be fair. Yeah, Craig. So. I, I liked where you were going with the um, the dollar amount. I think that's really the kind of thing that's really going to get it taken done. 
But um, knowing the fact that the Blue Jays somehow got to get creative and know how they're going to be waiting some of this money for those youngsters that they clearly keep. I'm wondering uh-huh. if they find the total dollar amount here, fellas, uh, of what he, he would make over that four or five year period and fucking front load the shit front out of it. Front load the shit out of it. 40 million a year to start. <laughs> Why or not? Something. They're not paying Bo Dude, or Vlad, man. Jansen. Yeah. The only guy you're really paying on this whole thing right now is Ryu and Teoscar is the only, or not, Teoscar will be something Springer. regardless of at Springer yeah. and Laura Scurriel has a little bit more money on his because of the international signing stuff. I want to say he's actually somewhere in the 10 ballpark already. I can't recall. I thought he was but making like 7 million. It's super, I think it was one of those things that can Yeah. It's still team friendly all the fuck. It's super <laughs> friendly. Yeah. That's why so, I, that's why I don't get the whole trade Lourdes for Jose Ramirez thing cuz like their contracts are eerily similar and like their numbers are fairly similar as well. But anyway. Yeah. So if if you're Teoscar and they drop 140, 150 in your lap for four or five years, and like it's all money you're getting now, and you worst case get traded or released to the point where you can salvage your career or something if something really goes screwed up. You know what I mean? I I right now if I'm that's what I'd be shooting for. But I think it's gonna take somewhere in that ballpark of that amount of time and that amount of money to get him to sign something for that commitment. But I also think he legit likes being a Toronto. It, it screams it all over his face. You see how much fun he's having with his ball club. Mm-hmm. If he knows he's going to get to be around Bo, Vladdy, Lourdes, and all these guys, I really think that the dollar amount will be a big part of it. But I think that knowing that where he's going to be is going to be a very another big part of him. He just strikes me as one of those guys that he's going to go where he wants. And yeah. Mm-hmm. More and the money is going to be a piece of it, obviously. But I think he's one of those odd people like me that would rather be where he wants to be than worrying about other parts of it. So yeah, and another guy in that same camp is Brio. So correct, yeah, he's yeah, really almost exactly, exactly the same. Really, and like if you had to, here's a fun question: If you had to choose, do you want Teoscar or do you give the money to Brio? Ooh. That's tough. Sign, That's, sign one, sign one, trade one. I, I sign Barrios. I think you can get him at a better price point, so, but also you so might be I. able to sell higher on Tioscar because then that money that you pay Tioscar goes right to Bo and Vlad. Yep. Correct. My yeah, only worry I, is I, that I, I feel for, like I can trade for the pitching. Is it just me or does it seem like always bats are harder to find on the trade, the free agent market or, or even oh. I'm not trade market, not free agents. I think I'd have an easier time finding a good pick by going, hey, Jose Brios is available. Give me your rookies. And next thing you know, we get Simeons and Wood Richardson and Austin Martin back. Do you see somebody giving those kind of prospects up to get to get Teoscar in the next couple of years? Because that's what I would, in my opinion, it would take to trade him. But it depends if Milwaukee comes banging on your door. You could get one. I would take one. I would take one yeah. plus a couple other B-listers, an A-lister and maybe two B-listers at that point. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think in a trade market, you get more value from pitching because everybody's desperate for pitching all the time. So I would pay Teoscar. But then who are you replacing Barrios with? I'm hoping our fucking yeah. minor league system and Eric Park company finally come together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah you, you, I, I'm in the same camp as Brendan. You, you, have enough, you have enough thump in that lineup and you have enough thump coming as well. Um, 
it's so hard to hit on pitching. It's so it's so hard to hit on pitching, but and like to get people to get people to come to the AL East and come to Toronto is so hard. And especially especially pitchers. Like you can like like you got Jose Canseco and whatever way back in the day to come here and thump, right? Like guys will come here to hit all day every day but to get pitchers to come here especially guys like jose brios you already give you already gave up like two of your best prospects to get them you got to lock that down you have to lock that down because if austin martin comes back and he turns into like some superstar like that's going to come back and haunt you fast if you don't get brios <laughs> here already. for a long time yeah, yeah. That's why I think they might all, but I wouldn't be surprised if they approach Burrios this offseason and be like, hey, here's a really nice deal. Take it now yeah. <laughs> before you hit the free agent market. So, uh, so are we really worried about the money thing here with what we've been talking about? I know it's going to take a lot of money to hold on to these guys, but guys, our budget right now is fucking peanuts. At the end well, of the yeah. day, well, no. yeah, but you need, you still need more pitching. You still need more help, and you still have to figure out how to do that without mortgaging the future on money. Correct. Uh, you always talk about mortgaging prospects, but you have to figure out how to allocate this money so you can lock up Vlad and Bo and Teoscar and whoever else Pearson never hits or Manoa when that hits. Like all of these guys are gonna hit free agency within like the like within three years of each other. So you gotta figure out now what the hell your plan of attack is to keep that money available. But compete in that time as well that's why i really like these verlander and like Granky contracts where you can just dump as much stupid money as you want right now for two years to get these pitchers in and then not worry about what's gonna happen in year three when you need to sign these guys yeah, yeah. no totally absolutely makes there sense. is something to the other flip of that though you know what you want and it's this box right you guys have done it. I, I, I save up money for this, right? I got to mm. figure out my payment plan. I bought mm. my expensive fucking car, right? Whatever it is, right? <laughs> so there's a, I'm just saying, there's. They, they, this is a team that had, what was it in 2015? After absorbed too low money and everything was 22 mil or $220 million or something like that, I mean, for the collective Blue Jays team of that time. I think the highest they got, lot. they didn't go over 200. I know that. Um, okay. It was between it was like 160 and 180, maybe yeah. maybe 190, but I thought it was but to that point, if this team's playing well with these stars and these things are going, this could be a 200 mil team. Is my point? Oh, for sure it can, but like you're gonna have to pay like a quarter of that is gonna be Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like literally a quarter. We of did that the and Wells. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a, a quarter of that is gonna be Guerrero in like probably north of 40 million dollars probably because i doubt he signs a concert he's gonna want to try to do it again and if he does it again like good lord that's gonna cost so damn much and if bo and if bo has another stupid year like if he hits over three if he wins a batting title next year which like i honestly don't think is out of the realm of possibility i think i think he he could do it eventually like if he goes out and wins a batting title he's gonna be like 30 or 35 million dollars Playing, playing a premium position. So now you have almost all right, my Bogart's money. Yeah, like you're going to have like almost a million dollars 
wrapped up per year in two guys. Oh yeah, and and, and you have Springer already locked yeah. up with twenty five million dollars in here. So that's like that's Dallas probably hundred. That's probably about a hundred million there in those three players. Now you have to figure out Tay Oscar in there. You have to figure out uh, Brios if you're going to pay him. You still have Ryu on for two years, which probably by the time all of this hits, he's, he's going to be gone anyway. So it really doesn't matter. But then Manoa gets that money. But like, yeah, Manoa has some money in there. But all I heard is draft better. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even it's not even draft better. It's develop better. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> develop better. Like you can you can draft and pick names all you want, but if you can't get these guys to develop and stick on the right page and do the right things, like look how long it took Vlad to yeah develop to develop. <laughs> and, and and to just get the program and do the things he was supposed to do. So basically what we're all saying at the end of the day is the Blue Jays window to win is before these guys need to start getting paid Uh, because then that's when you have headaches because Electros couldn't keep their core together forever that they were winning World Series with and getting to the ALCS every year with. Springer's gone. Correa's probably going to be gone. Altuve will be gone in a year or two. Uh, But they have the talent to replace it. You're seeing the new age Astros this year with guys like Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez. And uh, the rotation, so they have waves of talent, which is what Mark, 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 Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins have tried to say they're doing and have started doing it. But yeah, it's a headache for uh, for another day. Uh, all this contract stuff, but uh, yeah, the window to win is starting uh, next season and the year after that. Before Vlad needs to get his forty mil and Bo needs to get his thirty or thirty five mil. Plus, while you have Springer playing, making twenty five million a year, it's uh, going to be interesting. <laughs> And apparently, Oscar's getting thirty million. Yeah, yeah, we probably I, I, getting thirty million, and you get correct. thirty million. You get thirty yeah, million. Just, I, I wish it was that easy. Million. I no. wish it was that easy. Whether we'd be like, yeah, listen to the Jaybird watching podcast and just pay them what you can, so you can keep them around forever because we love them so much. <laughs> when are they gonna yeah, do right? all their thinking for them? When, when are we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're we're ready for a sponsorship deal or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, get your shirts um, over here. Exactly, <laughs> guys. Was there anything else that you wanted to that? Uh, anything else uh, that you've seen on Twitter that's worth uh, going over? I think that's probably where we'll probably find the majority of our topics next week and the week after. Before, as I mentioned, we dive into reviews of players and all that stuff when the World Series is over. But was there anything else that you guys wanted to add before we wrap it up? I'm good, man. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Not today, not tomorrow, because we will record again next week at this point. Uh, so with that, uh, joining us, everybody, thanks for listening. Craig, were there any questions, comments in the live feed stream? Anything Surprisingly there? Surprisingly quiet tonight. There's a lot that's of good. like, oh, that's a good point. Oh, this that's is great. The are back. Everybody's watching. Yeah, everybody's hockey. watching hockey tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe next week, but join us. back. Fans, if you are listening, make sure you join this conversation because exactly. us three, you know, stooges would love to have another person to chuckle with. So, yeah, good deal. absolutely. But yeah, um, like us, subscribe, check us out on Jay's Journal. Uh, we are the official podcast of Jay's Journal. Stadium scene as well. Um, and yeah, chime in on the discussion each and every week as the hot stove season is going to be upon us in what, two weeks, three weeks, as soon as the World Series is done. And we turn our attention to there. But yes, let's end this how we always do with two claps and a Rick Flay. Let's go, Blue Jays. Ready? Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Money to Robbie Ray.
30 million for everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.